Sorry the show's been delayed. We've been kind of busy. I've been personally kind of busy, so haven't had time to add to the episode and get my Full Metal Panic review recorded. Just a couple quick notes. We're not going to be doing the show on August 7th. That's this coming Friday. Uh, we're just taking a week break to uh, catch up with things and uh, whatnot. Also, wanted to say thank you to all the listeners, new and old, that have supported us third month in a row, we have broken our previous month's download record, so uh, thank you again to all the listeners, and we look forward to bringing you more content as we go through uh, 2009. Look forward to a Ponyo review next week. It opens in theaters, so I'm hoping to go check it out here. Interested in seeing the English dub work, I've watched both the trailers for the Japanese and American, and... I gotta say, I'm liking the Japanese more, but I guess we'll see. So, yeah. Enjoy the show, and thanks again for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry, with no E's, dot com. Blueberry, with no E's, dot com. Remember, you drop the E's. You're listening to the AutoCast Radio Network. The very best in online radio. Log in, kick back, and turn us up. AutoCast Radio. We supply your anime fix. Warning. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Even though the hosts are not mature. I think that dirty thoughts are very bad. And you want to know what else I think? I need to see you, Johnny. The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to The Bonsai Beat, your weekly window into the world of anime, featuring all the latest news, episode reviews, and discussion. This week on The Bonsai Beat, Jellicoon reviews Full Metal Panic, uh, Zaldor returns, and Duty Picks as always. Yes, I have returned. Yay. <laughs> Today I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location. Yeah, it's Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> but you are wrong, my friend. So welcome to the Bonsai Beat, number 44. Woohoo! I know, woohoo indeed. We're one away from that magical number 45. And two away from that magical number 46. So did you get a chance to see that uh, Conan O'Brien thing? I couldn't get it to work on um, my... Damn that Hulu. On Hulu for some reason. It kept buffering for forever. So no, I have not yet. Weird. Which is unfortunate, because if you say it's funny, I'm going to believe it's pretty funny. Yeah. I I do have to say I was worried that, you know, Conan's take on anime might not be very uh, good, and it might not actually be positive for the industry. But I have since been told that that was something that I should not worry about, so that's also good. Yeah. um, For anyone who didn't see it, uh, last Friday they did the skit where they went to Bang Zoom Entertainment which is Manga Entertainment's uh, dubbing location or company they go with. And uh, first they had a tour of the studio and they mocked anime kind of because they had like this big, huge, they had a small little uh, figurine with big, huge, <laughs> big, huge boobs. And uh, yeah, it was weird. Pretty much, pretty much like any anime figuring, yes. Yes. Well, no, this was a <laughs> gigantically over-the-top huge um, ah, it's uh, Yeah, I don't know exactly who it was. Um, but then they showed a wall scroll uh, from another show, and the girl had a way, way short skirt. And Conan goes, "Then we have to take up a donation for this for this girl to get a bigger skirt. She's missing part of her skirt." <laughs> but then they had him do some dub work. They had him do the manga entertainment uh, intro a few times. And then they had him dub over uh, Ghost in the Shell, Second Complex. And oh, the second one? I believe mm. so. I would think. Don't I, don't quote me on that just because I haven't seen either one, so <clears throat> I would assume... Whoa, 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 what? You haven't seen either of the Ghost in the Shell movies? I've seen bits and pieces. 
Wow. Okay, that is a uh, that needs to be. You need to watch both of those, like tomorrow. Do I? The fir- the first one especially. I'm, I would say at least. Many people don't like the second one. I like the second one. Oh. But not. But uh, some people think the second one is too talky and too philosophical. So yeah, basically, they had him do some actual script dub work, and it was actually really good. They did a really good job. And then they were like, "Can we just improvise?" And the improvising was just the best. And uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It was it was really good. But I mean, they did have a little bit of the stereotypical. Not necessarily American Prejudice against anime, but not knowing really what it was. I, 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 you know, I don't really know how to explain it, but you could kind of tell there was a little bit of not knowing what to, they were really in for, or how to really explain it to Joe Blow. I mean, I don't know. Which is fairly accurate. I mean, <laughs> you know, it. That, which is what makes it good, because yeah. it's weird. That's why most of us like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that are into it. It's not exactly yeah. um, something uh, that you can... Yeah, you can just explain to everybody. Explain to people. <clears throat> so. so, yeah. Um, it was good, though. Um, other than that, I've only been watching uh, uh, Hayate, the Combat Butler. Which, by the way, I got my very first disc from... <clears throat> from Bandai uh, a week late <laughs> a week, over a week late it was so popular they had to reorder them um, excuse me um, I got some complaints though first off this is a 52 episode show and they put 7 episodes on the first on the only desk that came out <laughs> yeah it's garbage and then I'm watching this. Um, the the subtitle it's subtitled only, so the text is yellow, which is fine. But then if they have multiple people talking, it's still yellow. It's ah. Uh, and then on top of that, the subtitles are blurry, and blocky as all hell. I couldn't believe it. I I opened a freaking version. I downloaded it off the internet, and it looked better. Like, I can't believe it. Like, what the fuck? Why is it that a show that I bought legally looks worse than the pirated version that came out? That is not good, yes. And uh, Maybe it's just me being nitpicky. I don't know. But it, it was annoying, to say the least. I mean, I'm kind of pissed off because, like, the only reason I buy it is I like the show. And the DVDs come with a uh, uncensored track where the... Uh, the original TV track was heavily censored. Uh, but they'd censor all goofy stuff like Nagi would say, PSP. And they'd say, Beep, Peep, SP, you know, or whatever. You know, Weird. Or they'd, or they'd they would uh, uh, censor anime titles they were discussing, or video games, or video game characters, stuff like that. Just really goofy stuff. Huh. So, Must be a rights thing. No, I, it was, no it was a... Uh, Add to the comedy of it. Okay. 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 This week in anime news, brought to you by Anime News Network. So we got loads of news. Um, yes. Lots of good stuff to cover. First off, I thought an interesting survey that came out in Japan was asking what fans wanted to see on Blu-ray, and the top 15 titles that were listed. Number one was Zegapain, which here is a very, really unknown title, but it's about mech, yeah, apparently. Yeah, never even heard of it. It's a mech show. That's why. Uh, uh, number two was True Tears. Number three was Kistom. Never heard of that one either. Engage Planet. Kistom Engage Planet was number three. Number four was Clanad, or Clanned. Clanned. Is that how you say Clanned? That's how I've always heard it said. Oh, okay. Planned. Okay. Uh, number five, Arya. Number six, Simon. Number seven, uh, Dino Coil. Can't say for that one either. Number eight, Valkyra Chronicles. Number nine, Gurren Lagan. 
Number 10, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Number 11, Cyber uh, Formula. Number uh, 12 is Kamichu. Number 13, Toradora. Number 14, Kara, Korakai. And number 15, Canon. To be honest, well, six shows I know on that list, and three or four I've watched. Yeah. Aria, I did not like because I disagreed with it, but the animation was absolutely beautiful, and it would look great on Blu-ray, and would probably sound great in um, five, you know, five surround one. sound as well, five-speaker surround sound. The others that I knew, Canon is supposed to have really good animations, yeah, not Canon a kind of show great. that I would watch, but that would probably look good on Blu-ray as well. Uh, I don't think any of the other Dino Coil I have actually seen I saw that at the conference I went to in Minneapolis actually Oh really? Um, Very interesting show Has not been brought over here yet I wish somebody would bring it over here Don't not looking for it to happen Though some of our news today are things That I never thought would be made into anime That evidently are So that's so you guess I suppose I never You never know But uh, it's you know, it had an interesting story. I don't know if the end – it's not the first thing that I think of when I said this must be put on Blu-ray because the animation is so good. Uh, if I, When I was – the things I would put on Blu-ray, I would have put Ghost in the Shell, the first Ghost in the Shell movies on Blu-ray. I'm surprised they haven't been put on Blu-ray already. Those, those are uh, – they may have. I don't know. Oh, I'm just okay. Think, randomly thinking of things that have great – that I consider to have great animation. Oh, okay. Um, Aria, definitely. I would. That would be one I would choose. Um, Princess Mononoke uh, has really good animation. Mm. And Howl's um, Moving Castle and things like that are also known for their animation. Yeah, and basically anything that's come on the last couple of years. <clears throat> now that they've moved to the computer uh, animated stuff, it's going to look good no matter what. Um, sure. So. Interesting little survey, I thought. Um, we'll see how many of those actually come out. Seeing the prices of them, I mean, jeez. Uh, the show I'm actually reviewing tonight is coming out on August uh, the second, uh, the second, uh, well, the third, basically, show in the series. Uh, it's being released on Blu-ray, and it's $100 for 13 episodes. So, I really wonder if uh, Blu-rays, how cheap it really is over in Japan. I mean, seeing as the DVDs cost eighty bucks, how much in the Blu-rays cost one hundred and eighty? I mean, no clue. Yeah, expensive, I would expect. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, they don't have any thirteen dollar, uh, or sorry, thirteen hundred dollar or thirteen hundred yen bargain bins, do they? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, these people spend nine hundred dollars on a cell phone. So, no, you know, exactly. Hey. They can afford it. Mm-hmm. Evidently. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, Eden of the East compilation is to open before the new films. Um, so, basically, uh, they're coming out with a compilation movie that's going to be shown in two theaters. One in Osaka and another in Tokyo. Oh, sorry, two theaters in uh, Tokyo and one in Osaka. Misread it there. Uh, it's going to be coming out two months before the show, of the, the, the movie comes out. Uh, September 26th is when it's supposed to come out. And it's going to basically re-edit the entire show into one movie. So yeah, this is like the lazy person's like version of the anime. If you're too lazy to watch a show or don't want to devote yourself to 11 kick-ass episodes, you can now do it so in the comfort of a theater. And in one sitting. Um, I wonder if they're going to add anything or if it's just going to be straight edits. doesn't say. But... No, it did not. As don't they don't they usually though add some new animation if not new story probably not for this because they're coming out with the films but you never know um as you may know uh Eden of the East was set was acquired by Funimation so yeah we're getting it here too in 2010 yay moving on if you enjoyed CanoCon and it's Ichi filled Ichi with more Ichi on top of Ichi you'll like this OVA <laughs> and you know it's going to be Ichi filled when the freaking title screen has uh, you know a panty shot in it already well at least they're you know they're telling you what's on it because I mean yeah. there's you can certainly have a lot of anime covers that don't really show you what's going to be in the show 
that either are over the top sexualized when the show is not. Yeah. Uh, thinking yeah, of, much, yeah. uh, I can't remember the title now, but there was a one a show based on uh, ballet that was had it a very overly sexualized title when the show was suitable for children. Sexy I ballet. Mem- <laughs> I'm sorry. I hear you saying. I, d- I don't remember what that what the name of that show was. Um, and then you had um, oh, foo, the one that. When They Cry, which yeah. was one of the most brutal shows in the entire world. Oh, had, uh, man. Someone on, someone on Twitter linked one of the funniest freaking videos from uh, from When They Cry. They redubbed it. <laughs> and it was the scene where the kid is going to get that shot. Mm-hmm. But they redubbed it and animated a taco. He's like, no, I can't eat cheese. I can't have tacos. <laughs> And then they show him hitting, you know, beating up the girl, but they actually don't show it. They they input they uh they put a piñata over the body. So you see him hitting a piñata. Hitting a piñata. It's Pretty on good. YouTube. It was hilarious. And it's just badly animated. Welcome That's to him just showing up in stick cam. Um but yeah, yeah I was laughing my ass they, off. But I mean, that has a very incredibly um Placid cover, and placid would not be one of the words I would use for that show. So it certainly, <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I like it when they tell you on a show, you know, what, what it is actually going to be. Yeah, but yeah, but it's kind of it, sell. The, it's kind of sell the stuff too. So, yep. you know, yeah, no. Um. So yeah, Eden of the East, yay. Now more CanoCon. So yeah, the story. Sorry for getting off topic. The story is basically it's going to be. A new OVA um, comes out November 25th, uh, and then they're also going to be releasing a full, complete box set, which is 300 minutes. This show was... It was there. That's really it. If you like Ichi and Shota, you'll like the show. I mean, the kid looks like he's nine. And, uh... Basically, he's getting accosted by this. He's a high school. He's a high school freshman, if I don't remember, if I remember correctly. And this demon fox, this girl who's really cute, but she's also a fox. Um, always wants to have sex with him. He's like, no, I don't want to. Oh, my grandfather's gonna be so sad. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's just kind of there. It's nothing I wouldn't. It's not something I'd really recommend. But if you want something, there you go. <laughs> it's nothing. It never even got freaking uh, licensed for the United States. So it was just kind of there. So here's an interesting, um, an interesting uh, news bit. There was an eight percent sales drop in graphic novels aimed at U.S. adults. Now, you know, last uh, a couple weeks ago, what a month ago, we had mentioned how you know, anime only lost X percent and. Everything seemed to be doing yeah, relatively okay. Um, and then there was another story saying how uh, manga was actually doing better than higher, you know, doing better than expected. Now, here's my question, though, because it says, in this article, it said, only aimed at adults. What freaking manga do you find that's aimed at adults? Uh, unless it has, like, an adults-only sticker. Like, this... They they may not I mean they may not be talking about just manga uh, because we have things like the the Sandman which is our adult graphic novels or the well that's the not trying origi- to figure out the, ori- like, the the original Watchman comic okay. I mean that's not something I would give a kid to read oh okay so they may be talking about that now it is on the anime news network so I don't know if they're talking but. I mean, I wouldn't. I would say the Ghost in the Shell manga is directed at adults, uh, and is certainly not an adults-only no, sticker. No, and that's kind of the problem with the story. Is I kind of has it. Maybe I shouldn't have thrown it in this, but the article doesn't exactly say like what would be considered manga aimed at adults. You know, right? It does not. Um, and, you know, it doesn't. And then it said this also doesn't include you know many comic book stores and Walmart. But the only yep. manga I've seen at Walmart is Naruto, which would be aimed at tweens, you know. And it doesn't, uh, you know, it's one of those goofy things. Like, 
I would love for someone to comment and let us know on bonsaibeat.com what would be considered an adult, not, not, what would be considered a manga aimed at adults. And don't just go for the freaking sex-filled ones. I want a legitimate manga that would be considered for adults only. I can't think of any off the top of my head that I've seen. Wait a minute. Hint, hentai is not a legitimate manga? Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to use that. <laughs> okay, yes, it is. But I don't want to use that as a, as yeah, a... Yeah, you're uh, not looking for one of those. I understand. Yeah. Just giving you a hard time. Okay, then. Um, so here's another interesting piece of bit. Uh, a report on the animation market in Japan shrank for the second year. Um... Basically, they've been releasing a lot of less stuff. They've been releasing, they've been shipping less stuff. Everything's kind of just taking a hit. Um, when it entails for the Jap, for the animation side of Japan. And, um, I actually saw, and, uh, I actually saw a video about this from CNN Japan. And it wasn't English, it was done by an English reporter. Um,. Yeah, here we go. And related to CNN reports on how Japanese animation uh, anime industry is dealing with the effects of the global recession. This video was so interesting, and it really it puts a face. You can, you know why we always say piracy is bad, and people just pirate their stuff and really don't care. This put a face to what we're hurting. They interviewed an animator. They're called in-between animators. They they do like the retracing and the redrawing of the stuff between the cells. They do the low-level stuff of the animation. They don't do the pure straight digital. And they interviewed someone who does this for a living. He makes less than a thousand dollars a month. He lives in a house that has no bathroom and no air conditioning. And he even said, if you like to draw and think you want to get into the anime industry, animation industry, don't do it. Keep it as a hobby because you're not going to make jack. And I was like, holy crap. Like, you, wow. you know, when you, uh, when you download something, you don't think about the people you're actually impacting. You're just like, I want this. You know? And this, they actually have a school called the Tokyo Anima- Animation School. It's a kind of like a technical college. You go there when, I get, when you want to get your skills up, and they'll help you place you in a job. Um, and they said it's so easy. People just come in and go. It, they said the turnover is so high because people don't want to just sit there and trace. They want to you know, animate. They want to do something more spectacular. But this is like grunt work that you have to do to kind of... To, I would assume would be like grunt work, you know, kind of get your stripes, you know, you know, like in uh, shut up, Mother Nature. Um, um, you know how like I work in IT, I wasn't a network administrator. I was taking the grunt calls. I was sorting wire. I was sorting through, you know, the different a pile, you know, piles of stuff that had been collected, what we could throw out and keep, and you know, I think this is something like that. And, I'll, I'll link to the report on the Bonsai Beat on our show notes. This is a must-watch. And, um... Pepper, where the hell are you? Oh, she's, like, right next to me. Okay, sorry. Um, yay editing. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, check it out. And basically, what this whole article was saying, you know, animations, the profits are down, the number of shipped units are down, and it's just like anything else. But I really wanted to mention it just because of that CNN video, because it really makes you think. And uh, definitely check it out. So, moving on. I kind of spent a little bit too much time on that. My apologies. Uh, another, uh, some coming back to America now, some good news. Navarre, which owns Funimation, exceeds its Q1 expectations in sales. Um, Funimation is actually making a profit. Um, <clears throat> they made a 24.9 million, uh, of sales, 
compared to 27.4 last year. So they're down a little bit, but they're making money. Um, the big thing, though, off of this, though, is they're shuttering their BCI Epic, or sorry, their uh, Eclipse division, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going, what the hell, who's that? <laughs> um, they're their other, just Navarre's other uh, in-house kind of licensing company that doesn't deal with anime. They do, um, they did the Pride MMA stuff, um, Happy Tree Friends, just stuff like that. They get a lot of older cartoon series like He-Man and release box sets of that. Um, you know, a bunch of crazy stuff. And actually, uh, I, I just purchased Welcome to the NHK and I was going through, you know, the booklet, the, the, the stuff. And one of the booklets had a bunch of the BCI uh, Eclipse uh, shows in there, like Happy Tree Friends and Pride and other stuff. And I was like, wait, what the heck? Just because it's a Navarre product line. So Funimation is making money. Navarre overall is making money, which is good. Um, kind of an interesting thing, tidbit. Uh, in, the th- in the conference call... They had mentioned they have Funimation owns about sixty properties, and they said about twenty of those properties are considered A, A properties. You know, A B C. I'm assuming they say A, or I was thinking like video games are your A double A, triple A titles. Um, so they're considered A properties, which I assume would be like the good ones that are selling. Uh, but they didn't go out and say they didn't say that Dragon Ball Z is Funimation's franchise. They said now that Afro Samurai is actually Funimation's. Franchise title, which I thought was odd. Well, just it, because that's not even anime. Really. Well, no, it is, but well, it's doing it's so well America, stateside. It's anime style, yeah. And then they said that uh, actually, uh, Afro Samurai Resurrection was emanated. If I could speak, nominated for an Emmy, so they're expecting it to do even better now. If it wins or doesn't win. So, yep. um, yeah. So the, and the, the people who want to watch old American animation is, is going down, and the people who want to watch anime from Japan is going up. So, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. So, moving on. Iron Man, Wolverine, Marvel anime trailers are being streamed. Did you watch these by chance? I did. I was able to get these to work. I actually liked both of them. I thought Wolverine. I like, oh, let's we'll start the Wolverine one. Wolverine looks like a girl, though. He's got that long ass hair. Well, he's Japanese, and that's he's gray. <laughs> but it. Uh, I mean, the, he definitely did look different. Yeah, that's for certain. It didn't look like the Wolverine that I am used to. But I thought the animation was nice, and yeah. the. Um, and it, and it says, as I said in the article, it's marketed toward the to Vietnam and Korea and that area, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, men dress differently there. And just like the convention here is that we always think, when we, you know, like in sci-fi here, we always have them coming to America and America being the most important country in the world, you know. Yeah. We, we don't set our sci-fi in Britain when the aliens <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. Oh, no, Independence Day 4 is in Britain now. Oh yeah, no! Yeah, so they're gonna have the people in a anime set in South or Eastern Asia look like the people in Southeastern Asia. Gotcha. I so, like the Iron Man one. So I think Man that's one, why though. they did that. Yeah, Iron Man. I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I liked that one less. Just, because, but then I just like don't like Iron Man as much. So ah. that may very well have been why. But yeah, you can watch that stuff on uh, Anime News Network. Uh, wrapping it up here, some. News regarding licensed materials. Sentai Filmworks has added Clannad, After Story, Ghost Hound, He Is My Master, uh, and then some re-releases, A Little Snow Fairy Sugar, and Papaton. He Is My Master is actually, I have read the manga based on that, and that is actually really funny. Uh, I'm. I was surprised it got a a show because the manga ended early. Uh, my the rumor is that it was a husband and wife who were making it, and they Man, got divorced, so the manga <laughs> stopped. 
I don't know if that is true or not, but that is the rumor. That's the scuttlebutt. So what's uh, the manga about? Because it sounds like it could be about their sex life. <laughs> well, no, thankfully not. And it's, yeah. it's tame. It was actually, the manga was originally released in a, um, I think it was a, a magazine in Japan that was targeted at tween girls. Shoujo Beat? Something like that, yeah. But I don't remember the exact, it was a magazine I had not heard of. Okay. But it, I mean, it's it's like it says on the the little uh, the description for the TV. Blurb. Uh, our, our, um rich guy has died, and his I mean, rich his rich guy's parents have died. He's living in a house alone, and he hires two maids and their pet alligator, and you know, he's a pervert uh, in that he's just very sexually oriented, uh, and the. You know, he does and things. The alligator like, keeps him in line. Yeah, he he does things like put them in maid uniforms and have them climb staircases and you know <laughs> um, things like this and looks up their skirts basically. And it's, and it's you know it doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the alligator is fairly hilarious, uh, and some of they actually they use. They have the alligator. The alligator has a tendency to uh, fall in love with pretty women. That's awesome. And and it kisses people by opening its mouth and you know taking their head inside its mouth. So it makes it look like Extreme you're just French you, but it's making friends with you. It's yeah. tasting you, as they call it. I uh, think he's just waiting for when they go to sleep. Like I'll get you there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's 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 light fun. I mean, it's certainly not any. It's not like Ghost in the Shell or anything like that at all. It's just light fun, but it's very entertaining. And depending on how it's animated, it could be very well done and very entertaining. I don't know. There, I don't know if they're going to have to increase the story to get enough episodes out of it. But there were only like uh, five of the books, I think. Let me go and check real quick. But they were not – so I don't you know – what is the um, ratio of, I don't know, how many episodes do you get out of a book? Okay, well, while you're looking at that, um, Clannad After Story, He's My Master, and Ghost Town will all be subtitled only. Um, the little Sugar Snow Fairy and all that will um, – and Pavatan will be uh, English because it's already been released – they're just getting released under Sentai instead of uh, ADV. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Papaton didn't do much for me. Little Snary Faux Sugar, I hear, is good if you if are looking kid. for an anime for children. Yes. I've never watched it. Yes. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on while you're looking for that. <clears throat> Finally, the whole hoo-ha of the early week. Was dun 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 AT and T blocking 4chan and people getting pissed off. Part of 4chan, the worst part of 4chan. <sighs> God. So the part yeah, of what happened was that I don't go to the part of 4chan that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, what happened was AT and T blocked B, the slash B, um, because. And all of a sudden, B was like, oh my god, AT&T, oh my god. They're terrible. And really, it came out of nowhere. Um, all of a sudden, uh, people couldn't get to it on uh, an AT&T DSL. And, you know, a lot of people were crying network neutrality. It's, they acted like there were some denial of service attacks that seemed to be going on from slash B. And if that's true, they certainly had every right to block it. Yeah. It um, didn't have anything to do with the actual content. content. Yeah, that's a lot of people were like, oh, my God, the content. Oh, they're playing Internet Police. It's like China. Um, yeah. No, it was DDoS attacks. Don't blame them because that takes a lot of bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that seems to be totally <clears throat> accept, an acceptable thing for them to do. If no, exactly. service attacks there. they got to take care of their network, and it wasn't like... You know, and it was relatively quick. It was funny, though, at the, relax, at the reaction of, well, first off, the regular B-tards. They had already up, they had already got a freaking forum already. They were planning stuff. It was crazy. But then you had the, the professional people 
um, you know, the professional people going, oh, there's net, no AT&T net network neutrality. Oh, no. You know, people kind of forming opinions before all the facts were known. What? Oh. People on the internet forming opinions before all the facts are known? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, surely never that never happens. Never. <laughs> yeah, you know, as I say, I don't go to Slash B. It scares me. It's not what I would consider a good, uh, uh, good part, yeah. segment of humanity that goes there, to be entirely honest. So feel free now, all the people who listen to the show and go to Slash B to, yes. you know. Get your Burn me an effigy. Yes. But uh, um, some of the things that are on there, I mean, I really don't want to see crime scene photos. That just doesn't interest me. But that, they, so yeah, doesn't surprise me much that they went totally off the deep end when it happened. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, our news. By, by the way, there there are five of the graphic novels of He Is My Master. So if anybody happens oh. to know how many episodes of a anime they can get out of a graphic novel, and if that's enough to actually make us a, a core for... Um, which seemed to me that five graphic novels would not be... Having read it as I have and knowing the story would not be enough to make a series from. Yeah. But... Maybe they're going to add a lot of filler. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. And then and the, and the alligator gets his own story arc. Yeah. Um, so, news. Yeah. yeah. Um, DVD picks. Let's go ahead and look at those. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. DVD picks. Yeah. Woohoo. Alrighty then. My weekly DVD pick would be um, XXXHolic, the complete collection. Because Clamp is all good. And yeah. <laughs> you don't have it ready, do you? <laughs> nope, I am trying to get to it. I remember they had some um, hentai that was coming out, and you know, if yes, you they did have don't like anything else, out. you can always... You can always enjoy hentai. Buy hentai. Yeah, they got right. the Bi- yeah, they got Bible so, Black. Yes, and that was actually that's a fairly decent one if you like. No, I want to know though. Is stuff. that a re 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 release? It's the, volume uh, three. Yeah, it's like anime. Evangelion has been released. Um, a zillion times. How many times oh, now? Three hundred thousand or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all it is is the New Testament. Yeah, uh, and they did. They had. Oh, they had Captain Tyler. They had the complete Captain Tyler. Ah, uh, yes, now. from. Uh, Nozomi. That was, that is, uh, that's actually very good. Captain Tyler is fairly hilarious. Uh, uh, that was so. That's going to be my pick, I think. Right. I've heard good things about Nuku Nuku All Purpose Cultural Cat Girl, though I have never seen it. Uh, I've heard things about MD Geist, but I've never seen it. Um, if you're going to buy Voltron, then I don't understand you. But that's okay. Hmm. I don't have to understand you. I don't understand the people on Slash B, as I said before. So. So I'm, mine would be Irresponsible Captain Tyler if I had money and time to watch it. Gotcha. All right, we just kicked off a stick cam for being a adult. I know. Debt neutrality! Yes. They're yeah. trying to police us! They're trying to police us. No! <laughs> Bring out the bitch forts! Yes, and some flames. Um, okay. See, well, even my dog doesn't like it. Yeah, my parents exactly. don't. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Now you gotta say why your parents off. No, you do not live with your parents. That's all you gotta say. Um, uh, yes, no, I don't live with my parents. I'm visiting my parents now, currently. You're a, you're a good. And son. their dog is now coming into the computer room to say hello. Hello, <laughs> puppy. You heard his name. All right, Full Metal Panic. Personally, this is one of those shows that I really enjoyed, and I'm gonna be probably really biased. It's the show that got me really into anime once and for all. I had watched Cowboy Bebop and. Uh, case closed, but I really didn't think of uh, those as anime, or I really didn't even know they were anime until I got turned on to Full Metal Panic. So today I want to bring you a review of Full Metal Panic Season 1. It's 13 episodes long, and it was released by ADV. You can now pick up uh, all the show, all three seasons of the show. 
ADV holds the first two titles, which is Full Metal Panic, and then there's a 13-episode OVA called Full Metal Panic Fumafu, which is just the comedy aspect of the show, uh, which I'll get into. And then the weird thing is, is Funimation got the rights to basically the second half of the story, Full Metal Panic, the second raid. So it's kind of a weird mishmash of distribution companies who own the rights to it. Um, I would say definitely check it out. Uh, it would be up your alley. But let's go and get right into the review. Um, the show is based on like a parallel universe of today. Uh, except that the Cold War hasn't ended. Uh, China has been split into North and South. And Gorbachev has been assassinated. And there's a lot of just tension and stuff like that happening. Um, so there's still a war. Uh, the wars are fought in what's known as armed slaves. Think of Gundam robots. Uh, that's really what they look like. Except more of a human type skeleton. Uh, it looks very like a humanoid. It doesn't have, you know, these horns or the lights or anything crazy like that, I guess you could say, per se. That when you think of a Gundam robot, they're big and bulky. Uh, the armed slaves are... <clears throat> the armed slaves are sleek and, and they can move really quickly and whatnot. So, the story revolves around a group known as Mithril. They're a mercenary group who gets paid to defend, uh, I guess you could say, get involved in stopping terrorism or intervening in missile attacks by anti-government groups, all kinds of different things. So, <clears throat> the... The show has a lot of different characters, and you can meet all these different characters who make up the group known as Mithril. They have an underwater sub that they use as their headquarters, um, and the characters' ages range from 17, where like the commander of the ship is only like 20, 21, but then her most senior officers are in their 50s and probably 60s. So it's got a weird slanted age proportion. So the show follows three op operatives from uh, Mithril named uh, Melissa Mao. She's the leader of this group. Uh, she's kind of like this ragtag, take no prisoner's attitude, do as I say, not a, you know. And if you give me any guff, I'm going to beat the hell out of you and let you know you're screwing up. Um, but she's also a very kind person when not put in the situation of being a leader. Uh, then you have Kurt Weber, who is a marksman. He's really good with guns. He is like the sexist everything. He's a lucky go character where there's really nothing, you know, nothing that really bugs him per se. He just kind of lets everything slide off his shoulders. But he's also kind of a womanizer. He he's always looking for good-looking girls to go be with and go party with and whatnot. And then you got Sosuke Sagara, who's our main male character lead. He is 17. <clears throat> he's been in war his whole life. Uh, he's been a soldier since he was really, really young. So he takes everything super serious, and he always thinks of everything in the context of military frame of mind. He doesn't really have any perception of a normal life or just hanging out with friends or anything like that. It's, it's, it's always something military with him. So, he, they, those three are assigned to bodyguard an individual named Kaname Chittery. She's a simple, ordinary high school girl at Jendai High School in Japan. And unbeknownst to her, she has a power called the Whispered. 
She's known as a whisper. And basically, she there's this technology called the Black Technology that uh, powers these armed slaves and whatnot. It's like this kind of like force field that powers all these armed slaves and whatnot. Uh, but if you're a whispered, you know the secret to the black magic and can become even more powerful. So if someone who has a whispered secrets, they can be kidnapped and tortured and even if they don't know they have the, the secrets within them, they can be extracted and, you know, good or bad can be used either way. So... <clears throat> these three have to protect her without blowing their cover to infiltrate the high school and watch over 24-7 to make sure she doesn't get kidnapped by any terrorist groups or anything like that. So they enlist Sosuke as a high school student because, hey, he's 17. He's never been to high school. He'd fit in perfectly. Well, because, like I said, he thinks of everything in military he doesn't know how to really blend in. He, like I said, just thinks in the military, so he'll get asked simple questions like, uh, what do you read? And he starts naming off a bunch of, you know, armed slave monthly, uh, you know, war tactic books, all kinds of crazy stuff that, you know, you or I wouldn't read, or a normal, typical high school student wouldn't read. Uh, so, you know, and then he has to catch himself, and, and, uh, you know, before he went into the high school, he had to read up on what was popular and get prepared as a, guess you'd say, normal high school kid, and what they like and dislike. So, the other thing about Sosuke is he always takes things to the extreme. So, like I said, his got his job is to protect Konami. Well, it can be simple things as her tripping over a wire or her carrying something that he'll mistake as a gun. Well, he always carries his firearms on him, and he doesn't have a problem running around with them blazing, not literally shooting, but out cocked, ready to fire if need be, over the simplest of misunderstandings. Like one scene, Konami is, uh, she's carrying a vase, I think it was, or some kind of art statue that she had made, and Sosuke thought it was a gun. So he pulls out his gun, starts running down the hallway after Konami, and then basically tackles her to protect her. And the vase breaks, and, you know, she, like, gets an F on her art assignment or something. So, yeah. Uh, that's where really kind of the comedy comes in. Konami, on the other hand, doesn't really understand what's going on, because Sosuke just shows up out of the blue, but he's following her. He's not doing a very good job of being conspicuous, of watching her. She knows something is up. And, you know, it's kind of puzzled. So, that's where a lot of the comedy comes from, though, is between Konami and Sosuke, because, you know, Sosuke means well, but, you know, takes everything to the extreme. Where Konami, she has a... She has a bad attitude. Like, she will flip on a... On a in a heartbeat, she'll be all happy one second and pissed off the next second at Sosuke. And she's always trying to keep him in line and whatnot. And usually, Sosuke's bumbling attempts to quote-unquote save her usually causes more trouble for her than him and whatnot. So, really where the story picks up, though, is these three have to, you know, they infiltrate the high school and watch her 24-7. Well, this terrorist group uh, wants to kidnap Konami and figures out a way to do so uh, during a class trip. They hijack a plane with the class aboard, and they take Konami hostage. And this is where the show really starts to kind of first pick up. 
you get some action. Sosuke has to go rescue Konami. And then, little by little, throughout this one episode, Konami figures out, like, she knows something that she doesn't understand. And then she finally gets privy into what really what's going on. And they basically end up on this field, Sosuke and Konami do, and they're running from this terrorist arm slaves while trying to wait for Kurt to come and Melissa to come back with backup. So uh, Konami uses the, her whispered power, unbeknownst to her, to help Sosuke fight and win this battle, this first big battle that he has. And it goes kind of from there. Um, Konami gets introduced to the rest of the Mithril staff. Uh, and there's a lot of episodes where uh, they play off the comedy and relationship aspect of the show. Where Konami starts to get chana- uh, chummy with Sosuke. But Sosuke's too thick-headed to really understand you know, that there's something there, possibly. Uh, so that's a lot of the episodes, but there's also a good fair amount of action and drama and suspense, usually involving Konami in some aspect, or this terrorist group waging war with Mithril, and how Sosuke is becoming more... He He's starting to enjoy the life of being the typical high school student and almost it gets to the point where he wonders is this what he wants to really be doing for the rest of his life and so that's kind of where the show kind of leaves off um <clears throat> overall the, the there's a lot like I said there's a lot of characters uh there's a lot to name off uh good guys and bad guys come and go there's different arcs in this show overall. So there's always something going on, keeping your attention. Uh, the episodes always leave you wanting more by the end of the show. They always leave you at a good cliffhanger. Where you, you keep telling yourself, you're only going to watch one more episode. And you're watching like three more. So, yeah, it's really addicting, the show is. The characters themselves are really well done. Uh, all the main characters have a really deep backstory, uh, and there's, everyone's not flushed out in one episode, uh, little by little by little, more and more and more is known about each character, and who they are, and what they, why they do what they do, etc., etc., and, uh, it makes the show really interesting, because, you know, you think you know a character and then something new comes out about them that makes you kind of change your perspective on how you kind of think about them or how you kind of relate them to the show and where they kind of you think they fit in. So, uh, the character progression is Christian. The character progression is really well done. As far as the dub work, excellent, excellent job. The dub work is just phenomenal. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never watched a show in Japanese just because the dub work is so good. Uh, ADV picked really good cast members for uh, the show to do all the dub work and all the characters seem really well fit for who they play. So I would give props to ADV for picking really good people to voice those characters. The artwork, again... Uh, this was done in 2001, 2002, so the use of computers was probably pretty prominent, or just starting to get pretty prominent. Uh, it looks really well. The the settings are really well done. The explosions, you know, there's shrapnel flying, smoke where there needs to be smoke particle effects. Um, the characters are really well defined and will look really nice. The arm slaves look really well done too. 
I mean, they're not to the level of detail as a Gundam. But, I mean, they're in their own right. look really well done. The cockpit is really well done. And it's not massively over the top. But it looks really well. Uh, I've never watched a Gundam show, so I really can't say Gundam versus the, the Full Metal Panic. What well, looks better if you're into, you know, if you're really big into Mecha. Uh, if you are really big into Mecha, though, the show may not be for you because the show focuses more on the events of the people behind the armed slaves and the events that are occurring and how they impact the people more than massive amounts of robot fighting or these big, huge wars involving the armed slaves. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are those, but I don't think they're going to be on the level of a Gundam series. So, uh, but that is Full Metal Panic Season 1. I'll definitely bring the other two eventually here. Uh, like I said, Fumafu uh, looks at the comedy aspect of the show, keeps Sosuke and Chittery or Konami in the high school setting where a lot of the funny stuff happens during the first season. So, um, you know, they don't follow the same storyline. There really is no storyline in Fumafu. It's just a bunch of events and occurrences. But in the end, doesn't really progress the story. But then Second Raid continues the story, introduces new characters, and... I would even go as far as saying the better of the first and second season. Like, it's better than first season by far. But uh, we'll get to that review here one of these days. So that is Full Metal Panic. You can get it now, full, complete collection, for, I think, 40 bucks from ADV. Or I know you can pick it up pretty darn cheap at rightstuff.com. So... That is Full Metal Panic. I would definitely give it a 4 out of 4. Or a 5 out of 5. Whatever you could rate the highest you ever want to rate you something. Uh, it's just really fun to watch. It's addicting. And everything about it just seems really good. It's highly rated. It's one of uh, Anime and DVD's top lists for uh, best anime. And if you're just looking for something new it's unique, uh, this would be right up your alley. Is there anything else you want to discuss or talk about real quick? Because we are getting to the end of the show. Uh, nope. Haven't been watching a whole lot of anime recently. Most like recently been looking at the um, uh, some Torchwood stuff, which I've been enjoying. But that's not on topic. So. <laughs> okay. Well. As always, go ahead and check out www.bonsaibeat.com. No, the. Uh, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, front slash jellocoon. Anime on DVD, you can find out Zoldar's little blog that he has there. And Yeah. Yeah. So, I, would, I would say I found one um, interesting. They have a... <clears throat> Anime that's coming out in Japan where they give the characters are Japanese train stations. Oh yeah, uh, they give the uh, they they make them people. They anthrop- anthropomorphize them, but <laughs> their their names are the names of the train stations oh, in Japan. Oh boy, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, uh, I don't know how that would work. I don't know if it's supposed to be any good or not. I would assume not. Quite honestly. Yeah, no kidding. But that was one thing I saw today that I thought was rather strange. <laughs> I suppose we need to do a thing of the odd Japanese news of the week. There you go. But uh, that would, that one would definitely qualify. It's entitled Miracle Train. Uh, it's going to be on a TV review in Japan for October. So if anybody in Japan listened to our show, yeah, right. No, we got people living, 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 listening from Japan. 
All right. Well, check that out and let us know how good it is. There you if go. If it's good at all. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the show, please review it on iTunes. By searching Bonsai Beat, you'll find us there. Until next time, this is Jellicoon. And Zaldar. Saying thanks again, and look forward to episode 45 uh, next week. Thank you very much. Thank you.